And welcome to Drew Garabo Live. I am Drew Garabo, and today I am joined by John Senning. Last I checked, number one trend on Twitter, hashtag Hurricane Dorian. So let's get into that because I went from contemplating having a four-day weekend to having a no-day weekend yeah. because, you know, radio is one of the last bastions of information when you've got a storm because we still operate if you have a battery-powered radio. Yeah. I mean, remember, uh, what was it, Crank It Kelly? I remember Crank It yeah, Kelly. the woman who uh, you kept her company through the whole storm as she cranked it for you. Yeah, I didn't even know that they still had uh, crank-powered radios. I, I guess it, what, doesn't even run on batteries? You have to... You had to crank a radio? I guess, yeah. And I mean, you figure if you lose power, we still need these things. Yeah, and we're here to provide information. Look, we love cutting it up. We are 102.5 The Bone Real Raw Radio. We take you through current events, funny stuff. But when it comes time to getting valuable information out there, it's what we do. Um, I realized the power of radio and storms in my early days in Orlando because we had some storms that knocked out power. I think it was, what, Charlie? Knocked out power for 14 days to some people. And um, we lived at the radio station for about four or five days. I remember being having that moment during Irma, just seeing how pivotal radio was playing for people that had nothing. And that week after Irma, uh, that's not even to mention the stuff that our building did by having the ice and things like that, just for the general information of where you can get gas, where there's, I mean, the news, but a lot of people probably couldn't watch the news in any form or fashion. Nope. So uh, radio, when, it, when everything gets stripped away, people can say radio's dying, but uh, when there's nothing else, radio is still standing for Correct. the most part. Correct. By default, we'll take it. So charge your phones, get yourself a battery-powered radio, get yourself some batteries, a lot of bottled water, because I think, what, we're in the cone of uncertainty? We're in the cone of uncertainty, and that's the thing about hurricanes. I know that I have been painted as a fear monger, but the, but the fact of the matter is, this far out, nobody really knows, so you have to prepare as if something could happen. Yep. It's just... Uh, I don't think that the technology is quite there yet to be able to say five, six days out, this is where this hurricane is going. So you ultimately have an entire state wondering and preparing for the worst. Yeah. And that's what we do is we hope for the best and we prepare for the worst. So if the storm does come our way, what, Sunday, Monday, if we start seeing effects, is that what, it's, uh, that's what they're saying? Yeah. Sunday, uh, Sunday into Monday, I think is when the state of Florida would see possible effects. They just had the new 2 PM advisory come out that does at this point, uh, keep it as a tropical storm approaching Florida. So that being said, they've got like the, they've got a part of the advisory where, it, where it's like words and it says, this is what's going on. It, Depending on whether or not it goes over the Dominican Republic in some certain areas, will depend. Well, you know, will ultimately factor in on how strong it is by the time it makes it here. So we'll we'll have an idea the next couple of days where it's looking to jag or where it's looking to zig or where it's looking to zag. Yeah, I think I think by uh, by Friday uh, we will have a better idea of whether we should be worried. I um, I don't know what it is that. I, I don't enjoy being on the radio in the time of a storm, but I do feel fulfilled. I remember Hurricane Francis, and I think the year before that, Floyd. I might have those screwed up. We were on the air at night. I did like an eight-hour shift. I had a fever of about 102. I was, I was just exhausted. My son was very young. He was living at the radio station with us. And you get to go on the radio, though, 
and provide some comfort for people because you feel so isolated when you don't have power. Yeah, you're in a neighborhood and you might have a hurricane party, but you feel so isolated from everybody else out there. And the when Irma hit, which the panic leading up to Irma was the most palpable confusion and panic I've ever experienced in a storm. I think to this day that is the largest uh, evacuation that's ever taken place in the state of Florida. I mean, because of the way that that came up through the middle of Florida, they pretty much evacuated the entire state in some form or fashion, at least near the coastline. And people didn't know what they were going to do until the storm hit. I mean, there were people who said, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying, I'm staying. Bye. Yeah. And then there are people who said, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm staying. Me, I made the decision to hunker down. I stuck with that decision. Had my baby mama over at the house. We lost power for like a second. I came up to the radio station, saw two downed trees in our parking lot, and then went right on the air and uh, started telling people where they could drive, where they could not drive, where they could get gas. Gas is the panic because if you're evacuating, I almost said the one that starts with EJ. Uh, <laughs> well, that too. If you're evacuating or the other one and you don't know where you're going to get your next tank of gas, that's panic. Well, especially for these people who are evacuating far away or getting into the scenario where they're stuck on the interstate for extended oh, periods man. of time, um, that is horrifying to think of running out of gas on the side of the road in a dead stop when there's a hurricane on the way. A lot of bad stuff. So make your decision. Stick with it. What's it that Dennis Phillips said? Rule number seven. Uh, rule number panic. seven. And I got to say, uh, he really is the king of keeping everybody uh, keeping everybody calm. Like maybe, I, I haven't seen it uh, be to a detriment, but he's ultimately, like I was reading his post this morning, it's like, ah, this thing's not going to do anything. Rule number seven, get yourself some water and some batteries just in case. But, nah, nothing uh, to worry about. Yeah, it's it's odd to me that, uh, well, I mean, I don't think that he necessarily took it uh, casually, but. You can't take these t these things seriously enough, in my opinion. It's better to be overprepared than underprepared, and we're going to do whatever we can do. If I have to work Sunday, I'll come in here on Sunday. If I have to come in here on Monday, I'll come in here on Monday. I'd prefer not. I'd prefer that the storm take a nice uh, easterly jag and go out to the Atlantic somewhere. Well, and I think at this point, barring some major, major change, uh, this will be an East Coast thing. You know, like I think that it's uh, it, it's going to most likely hit somewhere on the East Coast, so it could bring some wind and probably more rain. But at this moment, I don't even think we're even talking about any sort of uh, hit here in Tampa Bay. But but like I said, this far out, you never know. We're in a cone of uncertainty. Yeah. And, and keep the people of Puerto Rico in your thoughts because uh. they've been through devastation already and – to think about what would happen to them if another hurricane ripped through Puerto Rico, it's pretty devastating. So let's keep them in our thoughts and 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 hope that this thing decides to spare them. Yeah, yeah, and especially I mean, because it's got a little window now where it could do something, whether it be intensify or weaken before it hits Puerto Rico. So for for the, for their sake, hopefully it doesn't do anything crazy. As always, if you have any concerns, questions, seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and 800-771-1025. On the Bone Chat Room, this is good. LOD would be the absolute last one I'd turn to for advice during a disaster. Why might that be? Do we do we do we steer people erroneously? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, having lived through uh, the Bone uh, specifically in this this show, dealing with the post 
uh, Irma drama. I th- I think a lot of people did turn here, and and I remember a lot of people being v- very thankful for the information yeah. we put out. So yeah, I guess just being a dick. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, sorry, you're upset with your What's life. What's his sir. name? Uh, Larry. Oh yeah, Larry. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like a miserable prick. Drew Grabo live. Hello, who are you? Yeah, I just want to agree with Seth and say that John is the Donald Trump of the weather. What does that mean? He's invoking fear. He's the fear monger. Well, see, that's a irresponsible language on your part because what we're trying to do is inform. Would you rather be overprepared and overinformed, or would you rather be casually underprepared and underinformed and allow the storm to wash away you and your family, sir? You can call your baby mama your BM. That sounds cooler too on the radio. Just a heads up. I'm not here to sound cool to an ass clown like you. Just so you know, I'm here to get an audience of adults. But I appreciate the call, Junior, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Good day. 727-579-1025. Hi, Drew Grubb alive. Hi, uh, my name is Patrick. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's up, Patrick? Very well. Thank you very much. How's your Tuesday? Um, great. Just got out of work. Good. Been a great day. Good, good. So, I just have a quick question. Yep. How come Florida doesn't really have any, like, levees or anything? Because I know we're at sea level, mm. and I don't want, like, a Katrina incident to go. Is it because hurricanes are too frequent around here, or...? <laughs> It's a a solid question. Look, I'm of the frame of mind. There are no bad questions. Anytime you're asking a question, you're surrendering to the fact that you don't know something. Now, we want to mock President Trump because he dared allegedly ask why we couldn't nuke a hurricane. On 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 the surface, okay, chuckle, 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 guffaw, guffaw. But really, when you think about it, with the devastation and death that a hurricane can bring... We should be looking at all options. Now, I, I would think that the president of the USA would already know why we can't nuke a hurricane, but there's nothing. You shouldn't ever be shamed for asking a question. I'm not. I, I call fake news on that. Okay. That seems so ridiculous that it cannot that it cannot be true. And even if he did utter those words, it is impossible that, that he said it with truth. Impossible. You would then be, I mean, you would then be putting nuclear waste into the ocean. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I just I, I I think this is fake. I know you guys like bad jokes, but hmm? <laughs> whatever you know, whatever news comes out of the udder, we still gotta pasteurize it before we can drink it, unless you're a hippie. Hippies, hippies there's like 30 levees in the state of Florida, by the way. There are. Yeah. Where's, uh, Most, where's... M- mostly down south, uh, in the Miami area. So. Huh. I didn't know we had any levees. I think that it's mostly has to do with like estuaries and rivers and uh and and lakes like Lake Okeechobee. I don't think there's anything that's preventing ocean or uh, you know Atlantic or Gulf waters per se directly. Okay. Is there a levee by uh, Lake Lickasnatchy? Um uh Lake you said Lake Lickasnatchy. Yeah. Um hold on, looking through I got, Cherokee I got, uh, Indian. Name. I got Little Cypress Swamp. I got Okilanta, yep. uh Deem you'll, City. You'll find it. Lucky snatchy. No. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Drew Grabo Live. Hello, who are you? Hey, good afternoon. I'm doing great. Traveling from Tampa to Orlando, but yeah. I live over here tomorrow. So All right. If the hurricane comes east coast, can y'all put me up for a couple days? Um, yeah, I mean I I got a spare bedroom. Are you uh, relatively clean and cordial? Oh, yeah, I'm clean. I clean that clown the whole time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to get a better cell connection. I do have standards when it comes to people I allow to uh, to stay at my home. 727-579-1025. Now is not, not the time for panic. You're going to start seeing a run on bottled water the next couple of days. If I were you, I'd stop by the Publix, but that's going to be a madhouse. The Walmart is also going to be a madhouse. 
I would go to your Walgreens as is, your CVS as is, and, and pick up an extra 24-pack of water. Maybe get yourself. I was trying to think today if there are any healthy canned food options. I don't think there are. Uh, you know, as I was going through my vegan phase, Amy, you know, Amy, oh, know uh, Amy makes a nice spread of uh, healthy canned goods, okay. different uh, chilies and uh, soups and things like that, beans, you know, that'll keep you nice and uh, uh, satisfied during the dark times of the hurricane. Okay, good, because if the hurricane doesn't get you, the sodium content in those Chef Boyardee mini raviolis, they'll get you. Do you remember? I almost forgot about this. Do you remember the epidemic that came with Irma, the uh, the hurricane eating epidemic, where we all just had all this food and we, we started eating it uncontrollably? I think everybody gained weight, whether from the stress or just the massive amounts of food that we yeah. had uh, purchased for ourselves. Because we overprepared. Yeah, I remember you put down like a large bag of M&Ms like the first night or something. Keep me away from the M&Ms. I, I will not allow myself to get M&Ms this hurricane season yeah but god forbid something bad does happen and let's right. say you know one of these uh levees breaks and uh your home's washed away don't you want to don't you want to go with a belly full of m&ms i do exactly i don't want to die not having eaten yeah. my share of m&ms yeah, yeah. all right i'll stop and get some on the way home Good. today get two uh two big bags yeah yep. just giant two and a half pound bags and when there's no storm eat it all drew grab alive hello who are you you said lake lick a snatchy. Very good ears on your part, sir. Thank you. Um, this might be a generation gap thing, John. Did you have when you grew up, were there prizes in your cereal? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I mean that is uh that is a feeling that cannot be recreated. Like getting that prize at the bottom of your cereal boxes. So were you allowed to because we weren't, were you allowed to as soon as you got the gro the, the cereal home from the grocery store, open up the box and get the prize uh, out? I remember, no. You mean if, before you even sitting down to yeah. have a bowl of cereal? No, I, I, I think I remember that was, uh, it was not, a no-no. Yeah, that was no-no. But your first bowl, yeah. you're not waiting to get to the prize or anything. No, but my mom made us finish the previous box of cereal before yeah, we could open the new box. Yeah, I remember that. And it was, uh, it was very rare that we were allowed to get a sugared cereal because we were fed a steady diet of Product 19, Special K, and Grape Nuts. And uh, and sometimes total, and maybe if we were really good, total cornflakes. Oh man, that's a that's a pretty sorry spread. It was, but every once in a while, if we were good and we had a really good dentist uh, a visit with no cavities, uh, we'd we'd be able to get blueberry, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, uh. Yummy Mummy, Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, Tricks, you know the rest. And I'm just trying for the life of me to remember what cereal toys there were. The only one I remember. You get the box. It's, I'm curious if there's any way it's the same thing I I'm, remember. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing because it's the only one anybody remembers. So you get the box. You open it up. You start shaking it because as it tells you on the carton, contents will settle. You start shaking it. You reach your hand, your grubby little disgusting hand in there, and you pull out the wacky wall walker. This It's like a sticky octopus that you throw at a wall and you watch it go. Down your wall. No. Oh. No, not familiar with that. Okay. The, the only thing that I remember was the uh, color-changing spoon. It was, uh, I don't know who originated it, but it was a, a spoon that when you put it into your cold milk, uh, it changed colors. Magical. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You don't remember what cereal that came in? Um, I mean, we were pretty true to, uh, unlike your house... Uh, we had a lot of Cocoa Puffs flowing. We had a lot of Lucky Charms oh, flowing. Lucky. Uh, Count Chocula, Apple Jacks, Honeycombs. Apple Jacks had those things on the side, though. Like, the, the O itself was fine, a lot of sugar. 
But man, those little red cinnamon, it was, it was like a thing designed just to shred the inside of your mouth. You know what? That's a pain I was willing to suffer through. Some of my favorite, uh, some of my favorite cereals will hurt you. I, I mean, Captain Crunch was the same way. Um, you just got to fight through it. I couldn't. I, I the whole the cereal experience for me was uh, was a complete one, a holistic one. And if the cereal experience involved the the roof of my mouth getting shredded, I was not down with that. By the way, speaking of cereal, I've got a real grievance to file. You mentioned uh, Count Chocula and the whole uh, Halloween family that usually comes around only Halloween time. Sure. Finally, someone's trying to step up to the king. I saw. I knew I saw it yesterday. Uh, Fruit Loops with spooky Halloween marshmallows Get and here. chocolate frosted flakes uh, with spooky ho- Halloween marshmallows. Stay in your lane, Tony the Tiger the- and Toucan Sam. Man, these chocolate frosted flakes with spooky marshmallows looks exactly like Count Chocula. Drew Gobble Live, hello, who are you? Suing. Hi. Hi. Um, John was asking, or talking, I just got in the work van and I heard John talking about uh, cereal with tons of milk brown. And I cannot find out, I thought it was my, in my imagination after a while, and something had to do with a cow. And I used to thicken it up and make it like chocolate milk. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what? I'm confused. Oh, wait, I'm, I don't know what you're asking. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Drew. Hi. Um, my name is Linda. I just got in, the, in, the, in the, my van and I um, heard John talking about a uh, cereal that um, makes uh, milk brown and thicken up. And it just. And I'm jumping in on a conversation that I'm not even sure what you guys are talking about, but I got excited when I heard about it turns the chocolate milk brown and thickens it up. So there are a few milks that will that will turn your your cereal milk into chocolate milk. Count chocolate, do Uh, it. Cocoa puffs, another good one. Cocoa puffs, cocoa pebbles. This actually thickened it up. This actually thickened it up like chocolate milk a little bit. It wasn't just like remnants of the cereal left in it. And actually made it like chocolate milk. I'm disturbed. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know that cereal, so, ma'am. So wait, you're telling me this was a cereal that made your milk thicker? Chocolate and strawberry. They had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta, I'm, yeah. I'm looking into this. Back in the 70s. I, you know what? I, it's vaguely. I, I, I honestly, I'm not messing with you. That vaguely rings a bell for me, and I don't know what it is. I wish I did, but but I have a vague memory. Of a cereal that did indeed uh, thicken up your milk and give you chocolate milk. By the way, a lot of people. Thank you for the call. A lot of people weighing in on the cereal prize with the little submarine with baking soda. Yeah, you'd, you'd make a little submarine and, and it, it was powered by baking soda. Man, I must have. I really missed these days. They were pretty lame. Drew Grubb alive. Hello, who are you? Russ. How about the lick your stick tattoos that came in there? Lick your stick tattoos? Oh, I lick it and stick it all day long. Those tattoos were awesome. Temporary tats. You go, Mom, look, I got a tattoo. Oh, my God! 727-579-1025. So I'm trying to do some research on this cereal that thickens milk, but all I can find is uh, tips for mothers to get their breast milk thicker. How can they do that? Uh, Adding rice cereal to their their diet diet, or to their boobs? Yeah. Oh. 727-579-1025. 727-579-1025. Drew Grab alive. Hi, who are you? I'll report back. Sherry. Hi, Sherry. What's happening? Uh, I wonder if you remember on Honeycombs, they used to have Bobby Sherman. You could cut out the 45 and play it. It was like cardboard, and you could play it on your record player. My dear, I, I don't know how old you think I am, and I am old. <laughs> I am older than most, but I am not Bobby Sherman record player old. Come on. How old are you? I was born in 65. I remember it. Four, come on. You had to have an older brother or an older sister who who passed that down to you. There's no way that a four-year age right. gap puts you in Bobby Sherman record area. 
seriously. Oh, man. Now I feel all <laughs> depressed. Thanks a lot. Now I want to eat a bowl of Sadios. Drew Grubba Live. Hello. Who are you? This is Deanna. I just want to let you guys know that the color-changing spoon is definitely Cocoa Puffs. I'm getting a lot of Cocoa Puffs. I also see here in some of my research that Trix released a, uh, released a color-changing spoon as well. Huh. It, You're right. Tricks, too, I do believe. Yeah, thank gotcha. you. Thank you, dear. Appreciate it very much, bye. and I hope you have a great day. Bye, 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 bye. Drew Grubba Live, hello. Hey, Drew. Hi. This is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Um, the one that thickened up the milk was Tricks, the chocolate and strawberry. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Thank was you. Was that about to be a joke? I probably, yeah. So I know you tweeted about it this morning, and I think I know your answer, but maybe it's if, if we really boil it down, it's different. For the rest of your life... Someone says you're going to only get one cereal. What's it going to be? Well, I I mean, realistically, I'll probably eat steel-cut oats for the rest of my life. No, but this, but this is just if you ever got a hair up your ass. Does it have to be a sugared cereal? Because no, if I eat sugared cereal every day for the rest of my and, life. And see, that's why I thought you might change your answer yeah. because I, you know, I know you're a health-conscious man. So, All right, I'm going to take a page out of your you, you vanilla guys. I'd go rice checks, and here's why. Rice checks. Rice checks is the blank canvas upon which you may paint a masterpiece of toppings. You can put blueberries in there. You can put raisins in there. You can put sugar. You can put chocolate syrup if you're yeah. feeling crazy. You can do so much with rice checks so that if I have to eat it for the rest of my life, I might have this simple, bland bowl of rice checks, or I might put stuff in there. Yeah, that's probably the safest way to go. Yep, I'm um, a safe guy. What would you choose? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I'm staying true to Count Chocula. It's There's, a great cereal. I mean, and then and the thing is too is that you know not only is it a cereal, but late night you want to just eat some raw right out of the bag, no problem. Great treat, great little snack. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five and eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. If you're online, hang in there. We'll get to your cereal calls. I promise that. We also have there's. Pete Davidson news that is really sneaking under the radar. It, it really is because um, I saw him trending last night and then I saw some of the clips. But when I went to go look for the news story this morning, it wasn't as prevalent as I, as I thought it w would be. Creative Loafing, I believe, is one of the first outlets to get out, in, uh, not in front of this, but behind it. Pete Davidson had a bit of an onstage, I don't want to call it a meltdown, more like a temper tantrum. I would say it's damn near a meltdown. And, and this dude just continues to prove that he is a human dildo, and we'll have the information for you next.